trash talking about plates from the rock that we ate ones we love ones we hate some are good some are great one meat two sides hot sauce we're your guides rob andy and randy and sometimes a guest Welcome to Talking Trash, a Rochester-based food podcast where we rate and review local and national food favorites. I'm Rob. I'm Randy. And I'm Andy. And this week, we're pitting balsam bagels against the Village Bakery in our first semifinals matchup, which means we are closer to the end than the beginning of this freaking tournament. And I love breakfast sandwiches. I've had a bazillion of them. It's getting a little bit old, but also there's like a week in between when we eat them. So I kind of crave them too. It's maybe an addict type problem where I am having withdrawals midweek. So I don't know. Here we go. Semifinals. (laughs) I know what you mean, Andy. I have those same, same cravings. One thing that makes this hard is that like for all the places that are good, you're going back again and again, but you're not just getting a breakfast sandwich from that place you're getting another one from another place on top of it. So that makes it challenging. Yes. Spoiler alert. It may have affected my rankings for today's matchup. The fact that we ate these for the second time, we'll see what happens. We'll see how it plays out. I can't wait. Uh, Today we have Jamie on the pod. Welcome Jamie. Hey, Hey, thank you guys so much for having me. We're, We're glad you're here. Jamie, you were one of our first listeners and initially, I don't believe you enjoyed the show. Is that correct? Uh, I think you guys really, <laughs> uh, like it took a little while to hit the stride. We're known for our gotcha journey. I was going to say, <laughs> I didn't mean to put you on the spot like that, Jamie. Your face, you're like, oh no, is this just all a ruse to, to harass me? I don't know how to answer that question. Rob's but... not even recording right now. He just really <laughs> wanted to get you, Jamie. Vendetta. He just been... needed to call me out on that. That's been his peeve. There's- yeah, what's she, what's she gonna say now that we're awesome, <laughs> Jamie? I'll, I'll, I'll hmm. Jamie, I said I'll help you out. Um, our rating system was a slightly flawed. That probably didn't help a lot, right? No, that was my favorite part. Oh, <laughs> okay. that was my favorite part too, Jamie. The different rating systems week to week. I was like, I I actually for this I was trying to come up with my own very like personal and different rating system. <laughs> But for the breakfast sandwich tournament, I've enjoyed how like even just the component of the rating system has shaken out. So I think you guys like found it. When I first listened to the um, the first episode of this tournament, the backward, like it was backwards to me. So like all of a sudden I'm listening to you guys like, okay, like talking about then this is first and second and third. And so with the most points, the loser. And I was like, oh, there it is. that's why I listen to this. This is perfect. Yeah. Rob's a big golfer. So he's kind of into the whole lower scores winning right now. Yep. Not well, a good I golfer. I think that's what Pat said to me too, because I brought that up to him and he was like, yeah, just like golf. And I was like, uh, that's yeah. Okay. I follow. I follow the logic now. <laughs> well, we're, we're glad to have you on the pod. And, and I actually was I enjoyed that you didn't enjoy it early on because it, it was more real than our friends just telling us they like this stupid podcast that we do just because we're all friends. Like I, I really, I found that pretty refreshing actually. I mean, you've, you guys have truly earned my appreciation. So 
Yeah. I like it. Thank and you. I think we would be remiss if we didn't mention that Jamie has shattered the glass ceiling of this podcast for the guests. So the doors, the floors open, ladies. Welcome aboard. You know, we've had enough white dudes just hanging out on our podcasts, although we have we've mixed in some some guests with a little more of a diverse background. But uh yeah, Johnny's Italian, right? Yes, Johnny's Italian. <laughs> okay. We've uh, to have our first lady on the pod. You know, it's quite an honor. So, Jamie, we appreciate it. Huh. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Very, very glad to uh, pave the way for the fellow wives. I think the DNC is actually doing a story on this. Um, it's it's pretty big news in the Rochester area. So it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean you emailed the DNC about it, Rob? I did. I did. I'm still waiting to hear back, but I'm sure, I'm sure it's just like one of those weekend things. They haven't checked their email. Yeah, they probably just get back to you once the story's finished. I would think. <laughs> Rachel yep, Barnard what... is all over it. She just doesn't know it yet. That's why Rob refused to take them up on their $1 for six month offer and decided to just play full price for a year's worth of DNC articles. Okay, hold on. They said I paid half price, which was still a lot of money. And they said that Offer was going to go away soon. I did make a huge mistake, but you're supporting local journalism, Rob. That's okay. That's that was my uh, explanation, but secretly I'm kind of ticked that I <laughs> screwed up big time. But uh, well, what, Jamie? Supporting local business. That's exactly right. That's the best I, way to go green. I've been trying to work local <laughs> local news into like every conversation I have. It's like, oh, did you hear that? that gas station is being torn down and they're going to put up a Dunkin' Donuts. Like that's crazy. Right. And because I have spent so long, not knowing what is going on in Rochester. It sounds like you're just getting old. <laughs> you're turning yeah. into an old man. I like it. It's, I think I've been turning into an old man since uh, freshman year in college. So it's, <laughs> it, it happened pretty early. I read two of those articles today. A, a salon in our neighborhood is turning into something. Nobody knows what yet. What? Uh, on the message and the car wash on Winton um, next to Wendy's closed down and it's being bought by Royal Car Wash. So they're changing ownership. The, it was a Buckman's before, right? Yes. Yes, I believe so. I always felt well, like I a... too have been reading the local news articles. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's going on. even more local than mine. That's like neighborhood specific. I like that. And that Buckman's car wash. I always think they overcharged. I remember getting a car wash there. I'm like, this car wash wasn't worth that much. Back in my day, a car wash was a buck. A nickel. That was it. You didn't have to tip anyone. <laughs> oh, Washed our own cars. We liked it. Back in my day, a car wash was the rain. <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's... <laughs> well, that joke's over. <laughs> let's move on. So, Jamie... Would you share with us? Oh, actually, we're going to move on and do the weekend food next. Sorry, guys. So, Jamie, do you have any memorable food from this past week? Um, yeah, I do. Um, I was, um, I went out to breakfast on, I don't remember what day, but I went to Giants with one of the uh, other moms from preschool because we have the like precious two and a half hours where you drop the kids off and you're like, oh, cool, like I get to do something. And so I had a really nice um, a brunch, I guess, with um, one of the moms from preschool um, who uh, were both two shots into our vaccine now. And so she felt comfortable, like we used to get coffee. And so this was like our first time hanging out 
um, like both having two shots in and, and it was great. So we went to Jines and we just had a really nice time. We sat outside. It was a beautiful morning. The sun was right on our table. It was just like the atmosphere was great. The sunshine was great. It felt really great and really nice to like be with somebody else. Um, and I ordered, I think it's night shift that has like screwed me up. So like I went to Jines and you know, their breakfast is great. Um, and I ordered the, uh, you know, what time was this? 9.30, 9.45 a.m. The turkey cranberry sandwich with French fries and a scotch ale. And <laughs> it was, I think I was just so excited. Like, you know, that brunch feeling and you're like, oh, I'm going all out on this. So, and then I was like, oh, maybe I'll just eat half the sandwich and I'll take the rest of it home for later. No, I ate the entire sandwich. I had French fries. I had a scotch ale. I was just enjoying the sunshine and being with a friend and catching up. And um, so it was great. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's quite the breakfast and Giants does, does do a great job. Oh yeah. It was just, it was, the bread was perfectly toasted. I couldn't resist it. Nice. Very good. Shout out to uh, that other preschool mom. She's most likely a listener if she's in the Rochester area. So, Hey, shout out. Yeah. She, she definitely listens. Um, And she probably also subscribes to the DNC like we all do. Uh, <laughs> Andy, what uh, what was your weekend food like? Well, I kind of made a joke about <laughs> being sick of breakfast sandwiches, but I found myself this week with an extra couple of DePaulo's hard rolls, which are like the ones you get at Bill Gray's or Tom Walls or whatever. We had made hamburgers on the grill over the weekend, and they were delicious. But those those rolls were just sitting in the fridge, dying to be used for something. And I also had some sausage that we used for a recipe that was extra already cooked in the, and then it was stored in the freezer. So I made a homemade breakfast sandwich midweek. In fact, I was so excited about it. I sent a picture of it to Rob and Randy and it was awesome. We, we spoke last week on the pod about how double cheese can really help and really not hinder most of these sandwiches. So I double cheesed it up. The eggs had the sausage mixed in, which I really like to do crumbled sausage right in the eggs. It was tremendous. And that roll, I toasted it up. Homemade breakfast sandwich for the win. It was awesome. That's my weekend food standout. That's a great pick. And and the, the pictures did look, it, it looked awesome. I think you did a nice job, Andy. It was awesome. Randy, your weekend food. Uh, you know, not anything that really stood out, but one place I went to, I haven't been in years, Eastridge family restaurant off of Eastridge road. I don't know. It's near you, near some of our hosts and co-hosts and listeners. I know, uh, it was, it was good. Went breakfast there. And, uh, I mean, that's about it. I guess I'd say, you know, it's definitely worth going. It's pretty popular place. Um, and, uh, pretty cheap, very, very cheap actually for a good breakfast. So nice. Yeah. Very good. Um, for my week in food, I went to two places. The first place was red, which is in the old two vine. And it's kind of this higher end restaurant, very cool interior, great wait staff. They were really helpful and really nice, very expensive. Uh, if you're going to go there, it is a very costly place. I thought the food was pretty good. It was solid, nice date spot, but again, you're going to spend a lot. And then the other weekend food, the really memorable one was we went to a Rondequoit Brewing for Randy's birthday. It was kind of an impromptu stop in post golf round. 
and the food that they had was really pretty, pretty good. And we're looking to eventually do a brewery food competition. And I certainly think Rondequay Brewing would, would fit into that competition. And the beer was actually really good too. So Rob, that red restaurant, I've wanted to go there since it opened up. Wasn't it something like a famous California restaurateur had like a family connection around here and he opened a restaurant here, something like that. Yeah. He was like some award-winning chef or something. Yeah. He's from Napa. I, and I forget the other restaurants he's had, but yeah, he's like very well acclaimed. I've heard a lot about him specifically. I get a lot of auto parts from there. Great, great place. Yeah. 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 Um, It was a Napa joke. Uh, Anyways, it was, (laughs) was we, we got like a lobster risotto, and then there was also, uh, I forgot, a pizza. And then there's this other kind of like more Mexican thing with chorizo. That was pretty good. It was, uh, the food was all very good. And it was, it was funny because it's also kind of smaller portions. We got three things and split them with three people. And we ordered really late. And ordinarily I'm used to eating so much food that if I eat late, I can't sleep. It was reasonable portions. And I went to bed and slept perfectly well. And I'm like, I should probably eat dinner like this more often. <laughs> Richard Reddington. That's the guy's name. Okay. Hence red, I guess. Sorry to interject with that, but I was like, it was killing me that we were referring to him and I couldn't think of the name. I know one listener in Chicago who wanted to hear who that chef was. Shout out. Shout out to Max. So, so moving on, we're going to head into your breakfast samstery, Jamie. So please share with us your history with breakfast sandwiches. I wanted this segment to be like more exciting. It's really not. I'm sorry. Um, I like breakfast sandwiches. I've eaten them for some portion of my life. I can't really like tell you. I, I The only thing I could come up with was my first memorable breakfast sandwich that I like probably ordered like by myself or like knew that I was like intentionally choosing a breakfast sandwich was a, a, a middle school field trip somewhere. And we stopped at a rest station. It was one of those trips where like you leave like super early in the morning and so we stopped to get breakfast. 490 and rest stop? Something like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, I ordered my first Egg McMuffin because I think I like had no idea like what else to get. And I had heard of an Egg McMuffin. I had, you know, like the, um, the Fisher Price, um, like the kitchen sets, you could get the McDonald's toys at a certain point in time so I had like a plastic egg McMuffin and so I think that was the only thing I knew and so that's what I ordered on this field trip and it was delicious and I was like wow this is actually really good and like that perfect little ham slice on there and you know it was just that it did the job and so that's my first memorable breakfast I think that's funny because a theme kind of running through most breakfast samstries is about that age is where people start thinking about it because we talked about it a couple weeks ago about how when you're a little kid usually you when you I don't know our our generation seemed to go to McDonald's a bit when we were were younger and like (laughs) you would get the hotcakes and sausage or whatever and I don't know something about middle school maybe you just make that leap to eating more like a little bit of a grown-up and uh, for me and a couple of guests earlier on the pod we had Burger King is our place where we kind of came of age with breakfast sandwiches the chris sandwich christened a lot of us into it but the egg mcmuffin has probably claimed many a teenager over the years as well that's pretty cool yeah excellent 
Well, let's let's get moving into our descriptions of each sandwich. So, Jamie, what did you get from Balsam Bagels? Um, I got a so I tried my best to catch up on all previous episodes to make sure that I was like understanding the running jokes and things like that. So first, the bagel I chose, I chose very carefully. I didn't want to have a flavor profile that was too far in either directions. Um, so I did choose a bagel that was um, like well-seasoned. I chose, it's the Russian pumpernickel bagel. So if I'm going to have a bagel, my go-to is either an everything or a pumpernickel. So at Balsam Bagel, they have the Russian pumpernickel bagel, which is both, it's great. Um, so pumpernickel bagel with the everything um, seasoning on top of it. Um, so if you're, you know, if I already know I like this. This isn't going to like sway me either way. Um, but also it's like super delicious. Um, so I chose that. And then I am a bacon hound. Ooh. Thank you. Also, the second most exciting thing about this podcast is howling every time somebody says howling. Quietly howling so we don't freak out our neighbors. I listen to you guys. So like a lot of what I like when I get to listen to you guys, I'm like going for a walk or something. So I have the podcast in my headphones. And so I'm walking around the neighborhood listening to you guys. A, like makes me super hungry because, you know, I'm walking, trying to be healthy. And you guys are talking about all this delicious food and I'm starving by the time I get home. But also every time somebody howls, I'm like walking along going like, <laughs> just laughing to myself. People must think I'm crazy. A little quiet howl on your own. Just, yeah. a, just a little one. Um, but I am, I, I like bacon on my sandwich and I love a thick, memorable bacon. Mm -hmm. So I went with a Russian pumpernickel bagel, egg, cheese, and bacon, uh, cheese. I asked for American cause I'm trying to, I wanted to keep it like, as I, I probably would order like a cheddar or a Munster if it was available, like for, you know, when I'm trying to like get fancy or do something for myself, but for rating purposes, I went American. I wanted the melt factor. I wanted to have like some sort of a, like a consistent flavor pattern. Rob's um, adding vigorously at the American. I don't know if I mentioned that, but American cheese is designed to melt. Yeah, we've, we've heard about it, Rob. <laughs> and this did not disappoint. So it, Ooh. I, um, yeah, so egg, cheese, and bacon. Um, the cheese melted exactly as I wanted it to. Um, I forget who it was, but they talked about like when you have a bagel sandwich, I think it was Johnny, you want to like look in the middle of the bagel and see like that little bit of melty cheese coming up through the middle. And it had that, which was great. Um, the ingredients, are we, wait, am I just talking about this or am I describing it now? You could describe it and talk about it. Okay, alrighty. Um, so the cheese was perfect, exactly what I wanted it to be. The egg was perfect. Uh, you could tell it was fresh. All the ingredients were super fresh. And the egg was formed into a little bagel-sized patty. Um, so balsam bagels, it's, you know, everything they do there is just like a bagel sandwich. So the egg was perf perfectly sized for their bagels, for their sandwich. Um, the bacon was the downfall for me. It was not a thick, memorable bacon. Mm -hmm. um, it reminded me of like the frozen bacon that you microwave like sheets at a time. Um, good bacon flavor, but not like a, it didn't have like a, a good bite to it. Um, I thought there was an appropriate ratio of all of the food components um, to make it like a good, um, a good sandwich. Um, and that bagel was so fluffy and fresh. I went there on a Tuesday morning because they're closed on Mondays, surprise, um, or else we would have recorded this last week. Um, 
but that bagel was so fresh and so delicious. Um, and I enjoyed this sandwich very much. Also, they have, we were talking about the French toast bagel uh, the last time you guys went there. Um, did anybody notice they have a French toast bagel chapstick at the checkout register? Yes, I, I have not that. seen that. Yeah, so. That's awesome. Side note. Is it, do they make it themselves? Like, is it specialty to them or is it something that they just happen to find and sell there? I don't know. It was something I saw like kind of out of the corner of my eye as I was walking out. And so I didn't get a chance. I didn't buy one and I didn't get a chance to like really like pick it up and take a look at it. Um, but I just kind of laughed to myself as I was walking out. That's nice. I, I think it's a balsam specialty because I see it every time I go in and I'm always really close to buying it. And then I think, uh, I don't know. I just want to like try it and put it back, but you obviously can't do that with chapstick. But I don't really want to. You could have gotten away with that. They do have samples there when in non-COVID times. <laughs> they do. They do. <laughs> just stick your lips too. on there. <laughs> that sounds good. Uh, Andy, what do you get from Balsam? Actually, I that does have me thinking. I do like going in there back in the old days. They would just have hunks of bagel with like, different cream cheese flavors that you could try and you just always crank one, crank one on there and, and enjoy that. That was a nice bonus. Man, times are going to change a little bit with all this stuff, I guess. Um, so I, I actually was so impressed with the French toast bagel that I got it again. I wanted to give Balsam its best chance to win. If, if they win again, I think I might have to try something different, but um, I, I went with the bacon, egg and cheese on the French toast bagel. I loved the sausage, egg and cheese on French toast the first round. So pretty similar experience for me. And a lot of what Jamie said rings true. Um, the sweetness of the cinnamon in sugar in the French toast bagel really stands out. And as someone like myself who likes that sweet flavor mixed in with the salty, that is such an advantage. And, um, compared to its opponent village bakery, which that sandwich to me had a much more rich buttery flavor profile, which makes sense for what they're going for. Um, this is just a top notch roll or bun or bagel for my, for my style. Um, I did take a bite of just one of those maple pockets that has the cinnamon in it. And it was way intense. So you got to just bite it normal, but it, it was, that's probably <laughs> why the flavor stands out so much. The bacon, I agree with Jamie. It, it has a good flavor, but it is thin. It's they, They're the kind that's formed into a circle, basically, and they just put them right on there. But I, I think we found this out in the first round against Flower City that this sandwich is designed to be perfectly portioned, sized, and shaped to fit inside the bagel, perfect circle. The eggs do the same thing, and everything is on this sandwich is a compliment instead of being really a standout. And I would say that for the eggs and the cheese, I like scrambled eggs. This is just that scrambled little patty. We can't, we can't really tell exactly how they make their patties because they seem a little different than most places. So maybe they do make them in house, but they're definitely perfect little circles that fit on just on the inside edge of that bagel. Um, tastes fine. The, there was a good chew to the bacon and the cheese was a perfect melty American reached every part of my sandwich. Um, eating it made me feel the same way as it did in the first round, which was this sandwich 
is a sum of the parts and none of the parts other than the bagel are super incredible on their own, but they come together so well to make an awesome little sandwich that's wrapped up and warm and delicious, just like the first round. So they impressed me again. I thought it was great, but they're going up against a pretty serious competitor. So uh, let's hear about another balsam sandwich. Randy. So I got the French toast bagel with egg and cheese again. Same thing as last time, just because right now that's like one of my favorite ones out of this whole competition. And I kept an open mind, uh, but once again, it was really good. Uh, I thought the bagel had amazing crunchy edges. Um, so definitely toasted, uh, which I would recommend. I thought the sweetness of the French toast bagel pairs perfect with the egg and the cheese. The eggs are not my favorite eggs that we've had in the competition. Um, as you guys have already stated, they seem like pre-made, pre-formed. I like the fresh cracked egg, as I've been saying. Uh, so I think that's where it falters in my mind. I'd be, I'd love to try the French toast bagel with fresh eggs uh, and see how it was. Um, but that French toast bagel is so good. Whatever they, however they did it, they did it perfectly. Um, and I think it's, it's going to be hard to beat, uh, but we'll see when we get to village bakery, Rob. Yeah, I, I agree this week. I put a little more thought into my bagel choice after having a couple of, uh, huge missteps. Olive and, rosemary. Yes. Yeah. Olive rosemary didn't, uh, didn't work out for me. So I did get sausage, egg and cheese on a French toast bagel. And I said, really nice bagel. The whole thing, I, I think, and you guys have said this again and again, that the sweetness of the bagel paired with the saltiness of the sausage, it was just a perfect combination of sweet and salty. And like Andy said, it, it is like a perfect little sandwich that is, comp you know, it's just, it all works together and it's like this perfect size. And it kind of reminds me more of like the Soho bagel where it's kind of like a, a tight unit and it's not this loose floppy sandwich. So I kind of liked that. I thought it was really good. It, it was much better than the first one I had. The first one I had had bacon, which, you know, Jamie was a little critical of, and I was too, but I also had a bad bagel choice, which was all on me. So yeah. Well, was... You know how they say that, you know, all press is good press. I, <laughs> I almost bought specifically an olive rosemary bagel just to bring home because you were all of the talk about it. I was like, oh. <laughs> It's really good. I'm just a little was listening to it on one of those walks around the neighborhood. Just starving. Thinking, I gotta try that olive rosemary. <laughs> what it's all about. I, I think the olive rosemary would go well with like a homemade pizza bagel. Like if you wanted to do like it, because it has that mm -hmm. kind of flavor profile, but it just does not go with eggs, and it just it was bad. But other than that, it, yeah, it could work. It could definitely yeah. work, or like a garlic butter. Oof. Oh man. Noting. <laughs> so Jamie, what do you get from village bakery? Uh, village bakery. I tried to keep it consistent. I wanted to order like similar items between the two. Um, so I got a, um, uh, it was called the Avalon sandwich. And so it was village bakeries, um, house roll with scrambled eggs, uh, bacon and cheese. Um, so the grilled roll, I specifically got, I probably would not have chosen it. Like if I was going there 
outside of the parameters of our contest here. I would, I'm like a biscuit type of person or um, some other kind of bread, but I figured if something called, something called the house roll, I wanted to try that and see like what they were offering for their sandwiches. Um, and it was grilled and I love a grilled roll. It's just like a great way to, to dress it up a little bit and like prepare it for a sandwich. So that was delicious. Um, scrambled eggs, um, they do give you the, the option of, I think it was poached or scrambled. Um, so the scrambled eggs were like very obviously freshly scrambled. They reminded me of a diner omelet, like the way that they were like thin and folded. And you can tell that that was made like on a griddle, like right, right there for the sandwich. Um, I ordered, I think it was a cheddar cheese with this sandwich, but it was like a, a nice melt to it. Like it, it complemented the sandwich nicely, melted over all of the ingredients and that bacon. So the bacon, you get a couple of options with their sandwiches. Um, with the Evelyn, it's just their standard bacon. They also have a maple bacon, um, but I went with just the standard bacon and it was thick and it was memorable. It was a really, oh, so I'm thinking about it and I'm just enjoying it all over again. Um, so that, that bacon was great. I think honestly, for me, the bacon was the star of that sandwich. Um, all of the ingredients, again, were like, you could tell they were fresh. They were really well prepared. Um, but that bacon was a showstopper. That's, that's interesting. I'm going to go next because I also got the Evelyn. And I'm glad you, as you're just, because I forgot to write down the name of it as I always do. And so as you're describing it, I'm like, okay, that's exactly what I got. And I actually had the opposite experience with the bacon, which Ooh. it so unmemorable he doesn't even remember it i don't even remember <laughs> even if there was bacon on there no it was it was memorable but I, if i for a thick bacon i like thick bacon a little chewier i like thin bacon crispy and okay. so this was kind of a crispy thick bacon which i wrote next to it maybe too crispy question mark uh <laughs> i wrote tons of eggs real fluffy just like they were the last time the roll was great great toasty exterior toast on the inside bites on the edge amazing but the bacon the bacon made me think because the first week i had the sausage and i really liked the sausage but uh, so that was that was my take on it i don't know we'll see we'll see how it all shakes out at the end another evelyn right here oh i also i got it and just to add on to what you guys said i the house roll is great. It's mm -hmm. huge. It almost looks like a sphere. It's so big. It's just like a little ball, almost like BB-8 with some bacon sticking out of it. <laughs> so clearly fresh, you know, very big. It was glossy and it was toasted to perfection. I love the roll. Bacon, I think I agree with Rob on this. I think mine needed like one minute less of cooking time. Mm -hmm. When it's thick, I do like a little bit just a slight wiggle. These were crisp. And I, if it, if I have to have well-done bacon, I'd prefer it to be thick rather than the crumbly kind. So I'm kind of halfway between Rob and Jamie there. Um, so I don't think it was a real black mark against it, but I think it could have been better. Hearing Jamie describe that maple bacon, that probably would have gone a long way for me to, to get that sweetness. And I, I didn't think of it just because I grabbed a, a pre-made sandwich. Um, so I think I, I think I would love to try that next time. Three scrambled eggs is a lot, 
and I'm so full after eating village bakery sandwiches because you're eating three eggs basically. But when I, I've never had one omelet style really on there, which sounds like it, I prefer that Jamie when it fits nicely. Mine were kind of tumbling out like they were the first time I had village bakery, which the first time around I said, Hey, that's fine. You can eat the extra pieces and just put, keep as much or as little egg on there as you want. It almost allows you to adjust. And this might be one of the problems of how we did our tournament. This is the second week in a row we had Village Bakery just based on timing, not, not correlating with the release of the episodes. But uh, I think it was just a little too much for me this time. And all those eggs everywhere, it just kind of overpowered the other flavors. Because balsam is so perfectly portioned together, um, the Village Bakery has that huge role and tons of eggs. I wish there was more cheese because it kind of got overpowered by the stuff. And even though it wasn't my favorite bacon, I think an extra piece of bacon might've even things out a little bit for me. Overall, it was just kind of a rich buttery between the egg and the roll. It kind of had a, a real buttery rich taste to it. And uh, I don't know, I still have the debate like we did the first time Balsam Bagels was involved because they were against another higher end place, Flower City do these standout ingredients that taste really good on their own outweigh the small total package that is balsam bagels. That's the, that's the, the real query for me. And I'm, I'm still thinking about it. Just double, you know, second guessing my, my decision, but I don't know. I'd like to hear what Randy said, cause he got a different type of sandwich than we all did. I believe. I did. Uh, so I went off the board this time because last time I got one of the pre-made ones. So I did egg and cheese on a croissant. Um, I think I went with American cheese this time um, or whatever their mildest cheese was. Uh, so my notes, it was very, very messy, um, falling out all over the place. Uh, croissant would just kind of fall apart in my hands. Um, greasy, uh, the eggs were juicy. Um, they were scrambled, but they were definitely had some like liquid to them. Uh, lots of eggs, like you guys have said, um, not as sweet of a croissant, but I actually like that. Uh, and so that was a plus for me. Um, and the eggs, I like the fresh eggs for sure. Uh, I, I felt like compared to Wegmans, who was the other kind of juicy egg. This one wasn't as tasty as Wegmans. Like I liked Wegmans more. Um, but overall, I was glad to try something different. It was good. Uh, I would, you know, if I went to Village Bakery, I would love to try the roll. I haven't tried that yet. Um, but this one, this one was good. Like they're both good. Like I think like you keep saying, Andy, we're at the point where it's not bad breakfast sandwiches. It's just which one is the best of the good ones. So I enjoyed it. I really like the taste. Um, and I usually don't go croissants, but I did. And I'm, I'm glad I did. So. So when you say the biscuit was greasy, was that a negative? Because I like a greasy biscuit and I, I had theirs and it was really flaky in a, in a good way, meaning, you know, you could tell there was fat in it at, as opposed to the Tim Hortons one, which was a train wreck. Oh, I might've misspoke the croissant. I got the croissant. Oh, croissant. So, you said you, I, I think I'm just mishearing. Okay. I got my P for the week now. So the croissant was <laughs> pretty, the croissant was greasy and flaky, but 
to a point where it was like too much almost like it was like you know you get a greasy thing of pizza and it's too greasy type of thing and i do i remember it just kept falling apart on me like the pieces would fall apart with the eggs falling apart and i think for me i like it when the whole sandwich sticks together a little bit more um but like this one i could have used a fork at the end and it used you know ate up the leftovers with that but it tasted good still one thing to note and we did bring this up in the last one they do tout these as being open face sandwiches so i think the expectation is that you're going to attack it with a, a, a fork as well and kind of eat it more like in that style you know it is supposed to be falling all over the place i think uh, by design which is not for everybody for sure so oh and also one thing to note andy surprised the the rest of the plate pals with an almond croissant that we had talked about in the previous uh episode with village bakery and it was delicious so good so good their their pastry department <laughs> now their pastries are so delicious and i love an almond croissant so yeah i was picking one up for my wife to bring home so i grabbed a second one and and split it with the plate pails that yeah those are a real treat those are good their baked goods across the board are just incredible like, yeah um, that case is it's a beautiful case to look at just everything's so tasty and their their displays are so nice in there like the olive village bakery is just so nicely like everything they do there is so nicely done when i was in house or getting the food um i was very impressed um with <laughs> based i guess based off of last week's experience where i described my bad takeout during the peeves section when we went to when i picked up the food at village bakery it was just a machine so well run and to think about the amount of care that goes into those breakfast sandwiches they were cranking them out that morning and the first time we went to village bakery i was like oh this is weird it was not crowded the first time i went that's because we went on our week off and i was there on a wednesday at like 10 in the morning so of course there was no one there i went on a saturday or a sunday on the weekend and it was jammed and there was just one employee who was kind of organizing everything and and just really on on top of everything. And they were just like the maestro calling out names, writing names on the orders, making sure everything. And we had no problems for a big order that we called in. So that was a shout out to the village bakery in Hitsford. We're very well run. I got a piggyback off that. Cause I picked up balsam and they did a great job too. Um, and they, when I, when I went in, I asked about the French toast cause there wasn't any there. And they said, it's about 10 minutes. And the, uh, Pat was there because he can't, he was buying bagels separately and the cash register uh, worker like kind of scolded me. She's like, you know, you got to call these in. She's like, we go quick, we go out of them. Um, and I was like, that's, that's a good point. It is my fault. And then the worker was like, listen, she's like, why don't you just put in your order and I'll walk it out to your car for you. And it was raining outside. I'm like, you don't have to, she's like, no, no, we do it for everybody. It's fine. So I just sat in my car and waited and she found my car and walked it out, which was pretty cool too. Um, but yeah, I would suggest definitely at Balsam, if you're going to put in a big order on a Saturday or Sunday to call it in and they have it pre-made for you right there. They tell you what time to pick it up and you just grab your bag and go. Do as Randy says, not as he does. Yeah. I totally messed it up. I was, Oh my God. I was freaking out in front of Pat. I'm like, what am I going to do? All these guys want French toast. Uh, bagels and I can't get any of them. <laughs> this is going to well, be horrible. Though, they just had to yell at one guy. And now this message is going out to our vast listenership. So, you know, it was probably worth it. 
Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. And the cash register girl, actually, she was super nice. She was like cracking jokes after and kind of busting my chops a little. So, which I liked. I thought that was funny. So, all of Rochester and one person in Chicago now know exactly what to do when they go to Boston. Yeah. Yeah. And also to clarify, the pet you're talking about is Jamie's husband, correct? Yes. And also frequent guest of the pod. Yes. A supportive. A supportive spouse, like I, I actually I was telling the guys before we started recording that I he ate all these sandwiches with me too. Like we went out to Village Bakery um, the morning that we had the sandwiches, and he had his balsam sandwich, and I had mine a couple days later. And so he and I have been like very respectful of the pod. We're trying like we didn't compare notes or anything. Like we wanted to like wait until we recorded first. Um, and so I, we're you know when we were getting ready to record tonight, I came downstairs and I said, okay, you know are we doing this together? Like, are you, and he was like, no, like, this is, this is your deal. You're the guest on the show tonight. Like go do your thing. So he's upstairs right now, just like waiting for me to come back up. <laughs> Jamie, you're, you're telling me that this guy, this man of yours, he went to these restaurants with you and ate these delicious sandwiches just for you. What a catch this guy is. <laughs> Sacrifice. You know, a, a busy guy. Um, uh, very full schedule and he penciled me in made some time for me and uh yeah actually we'll do a shout out real quick to my parents too my parents um that was the first weekend that they had the kids like post-vaccination and all of that stuff so the kids were with my parents in buffalo and so i was coming off of my shift and pat was on his way to go pick up the sandwiches he was going to have them at home and i was like no like i i got out of time today like let's go meet up for breakfast we the same way that I was like so happy that I was at Jines and like eating outside and stuff like that. That Saturday morning that we went to Village Bakery was just, it was that like almost 80 degree day a couple weekends ago. And so it was a beautiful morning, like just starting to get hot. We sat, we went to the one at the armory. Um, oh, my dryer's done. I don't know if you guys heard that. Um, <laughs> and we sat outside and they have all of the tables outside, like on that big, um, like their sidewalk area. Um, so yeah, that was a lot of fun too. So also thank you for giving us bringing joy to people all over Rochester. Seriously. It was, it was really like a cool excuse to go and do that together. Pat, Pat's a great friend of the pod. Some consider him the, the Chris Carota of the plate pals. He's, he's so vital to, to us as a, as a frequent guest fish fans out there. Yeah, um, a little, little fish joke. I had Rob, to... some consider that joke the um, rain instead of car wash joke of the Play Pals. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It might, yeah. it might have edged that one out a little bit. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so I think, I think we've given our descriptions, and I, I feel like we're ready to start voting. Now, I'll Rob, I'll volunteer to go first because I feel like. I honestly have no idea where you three stand, but I probably made mine a little bit more obvious than you guys, if you want me to. Sure. Um, so I went balsam. That was it for me. It's just, it's such a clear winner. Again, I'm not bashing village bakery. I really did enjoy theirs. Uh, I, you know, worst comes to worst balsam doesn't move on and I get to try the role at village bakery, but I'm so surprised. I used to go to Balsam all the time and just get like the French toast bagel with butter and everybody raved about Balsam. And I was like, I don't know. It's like, it's good. But, but when you put it together with the egg and cheese, it's going to be tough to beat my mind if it moves on. So that's my vote. Excellent. Good, 
good votes. Uh, mm-hmm. Jamie, what was your favorite? I was struggling with this because I really did enjoy both sandwiches so much. So I was trying to think about, um, as mentioned in previous episodes, you guys talk about like if somebody from outside of Rochester came into town and you could bring them out for a breakfast sandwich, where are you going to bring them? Like what stands out the most? And uh, long story short, my, my vote is balsam. I loved the completeness of this breakfast sandwich. Um, Although it was not a thick, memorable bacon, I'm looking forward to going back and trying the sausage. Um, but all in all, like all components considered, like I, I can't say that like anything had a bad, nothing was bad about either of these sandwiches. But I think that um, in a complete picture, balsam was the go-to breakfast sandwich for me um you know like the the one at village bakery yeah the eggs were like the eggs were a lot it was a very filling sandwich and you do you need a fork to like pick up the pieces at the end of it and stuff like that um balsam comes in that little piece of tin foil so you can like pick it up take it to go um i happened to eat this one there like on their little their little seating area but that for me was just like the if I think of a breakfast sandwich to me, that was like the quintessential breakfast sandwich. Okay. Excellent. I like how Jamie, you it made me think of it too. Like, and I'm probably going to have to think of it this way in these later rounds. There was there a sandwich where there was nothing bad about it. Not even like one little thing. And I think you're right. Like for me, balsam, same thing. Nothing I can really nitpick about balsam. Yeah. So Andy, what was your favorite sandwich? Okay. <clears throat> I was kind of walking myself through, like I mentioned earlier, that same argument. Balsam is the perfect little package. Village Bakery has the, the lights flashing and the speakers blaring. They got all these fancy little bells and whistles about it because everything's high end. And the first time I said Balsam won against Flower City, I was worried I was kind of making the wrong decision. But I think I came to the same decision again that that I would prefer the total package balsam breakfast sandwich over Village Bakery. And I feel badly about it because I love Village Bakery. They, in theory right now, could be my second favorite in the whole tournament. I love it. It's great. But it's more like a a full-on meal. Like we said, it's just very rich. And I think if I were to get a breakfast sandwich tomorrow and I had to choose between these two places, I'd probably choose balsam. There's nothing bad about it. I agree. Um, Their little wrapping system with the foil helped it again this time. And you can do that with a bagel and it doesn't really ruin it. I think if you wrapped up the croissant or the hard roll, the hard roll probably would last a little better, the house roll, but the croissant or the biscuit to go, they, they suffer a little bit because I think Village Bakery is better just eating in-house right away. And I think overall, it just, it was a little too much for me. And I, that's a, can be good sometimes, but I think balsam was just the, it's the perfect equation. Everything's the right size and it fits together. Um, So yeah, I'm going with balsam and Rob, I guess no one cares about your vote. Awesome for the win. (laughs) Mystery irrelevant. I don't even know if I should weigh in now. I might just abstain and let the mystery endure. Uh, I don't often eat bagels. I used to love bagels. Like Randy said, we used to live in the neighborhood when 
balsam came to town, I think, right? Because it wasn't always there. And we did go there all the time. That was the place to go. And also like Randy, I haven't really been there in like 12 years, probably. So going into this, I definitely, and I agree with Andy, like the village bakery in the inside is a really cool place. The design on the inside, the interior is amazing. The baked goods there are great, but that bacon threw me off. And I think balsam had a, it played the perfect game. And I also agree with Andy that these might be the top two sandwiches in the competition. They, they just so happen to be, you know, facing off in the semifinals. Again, we need to work on our bracketing, I think a little bit more in the future, but I got to go balsam over village bakery as well, making it a clean sweep. Wow. Unanimous. And we did actually have an email because the Chris Corota of the pod, Pat, did <laughs> did eat some sympathy sandwiches with us and we asked him to email us his thoughts just so that if there was a tie we could we could incorporate that into it so i will read his email over the air okay so my thoughts that i think i already mentioned to you guys for me it came down to the simplicity and precise execution of balsam versus the quote fanciness and high-end ingredients slash offerings from Village Bakery. I thought some individual bites of Village Bakery were better overall than Balsam, but Balsam was way more consistent. Now, also, this might be from Chris. It was just from the Caspringer's email address, so I don't know who runs that. Is this Chris? <laughs> this looks this... like Pat. Okay, you think it's Pat? Okay. It is a struggle to figure out which one is better because I feel this is so close, and it really did go bite for bite, in my opinion. My other struggle is I had two different village bakery sandwiches and one was much better than the other. So with all that being said, my pick is for balsam going with my heart. It's so consistent. Their sausage was surprisingly really good. And that salsa jalapeno bagel had such a nice heat with the general goodness of their bagels. That's the one balsam baby. So quick question, Jimmy, yes. what about this email made you realize that had to be Pat that wrote it? Now let's be clear. There's a, there's a lot of inside dealing in this podcast. Jamie's husband is Pat, but also Chris is Pat's brother. So it is Jamie's brother-in-law. She has very close relationship with these men. Yes. It's so funny. And also like, let's acknowledge that they are like so similar. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, a, I knew he had written to you guys. So like... <laughs> okay. <laughs> but also like, if you're reading an email from Pat, uh, so is absolutely yeah. like one of his. Uh, he used the number two when he was referencing two different village bakery sandwiches. Um, I thought the same thing. He wrote the number two and didn't spell out TWO. I was like, that's, I think Chris would spell out the word. Also, too, like, let's do a shout out to Chris real quick. He is an excellent writer and speaker. We've all heard him speak at like different people's weddings. He's been like a groomsman in several weddings. And like um, when Chris speaks, it has like a very specific like cadence to it and like a writing style. Um, and ending with balsam baby is absolutely pat. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what took me off the balsam baby. Balsam baby. Yeah. yeah. How uh, you said Pat was very supportive of you. And he's like, this is your, you're going to be the guest on your own, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Randy had originally told Pat and Chris we were eating breakfast sandwiches and he's like yeah they want to come eat with us <clears throat> and we got there and I had the village bakery and someone had gotten the Randy had gotten the balsam or whatever and we sat down and Chris goes so are we just eating or are we eating and recording right now and we were all just like silent for a minute and we're just like 
oh, um, Jamie's the guest. And he was like, what? He's like, <laughs> I'm just eating this. And I'm like, you did not get the message the first time. Around. So Chris, we're sorry. We'll have to have you on again soon. But I hope you enjoyed the sandwiches. Oh, Thank you. That I'll take the blame for that. I'm sure that was my fault. I I think uh, Pat had asked if we want to watch. I think it was Pacific Rim, and I was like, "Well, going to be doing right. the podcast, but you guys are more than welcome to come and eat with us." And they both said, "Yeah, definitely." And I didn't make it clear that Jamie. I'm sorry, guys. That's a that's that's an apology out to the cast bringers. I do love that Pat instead of using his own personal email, used the cast bringers email. <laughs> hey. Synchronicity, man. I think what we're all wondering though is how was Pacific Rim? I didn't go. I went to the I went to oh. ate the breakfast sandies. Oh, no one man. watched Pacific Rim. We all hung out. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was there. It was at my house. Yeah, you were there. Um, we did have one other email. Well, what I thought was an email. The and it was again another one that was from July and from Dylan. And the subject line is your podcast rocks. Oh boy, was this like from the company we use or something? Uh, well, I'll just read it. Howdy, rock star storyteller. I should have realized it was not a real email when that happened, but I was like, oh, maybe they do like the pod. We just <laughs> signed a large budget client. Yippee. And we are looking Ooh, to play some podcast. <laughs> yeah, Pat wrote this. <laughs> We're looking to play some podcast ads for them. They make a personalized fitness and nutrition app. When I read that, I realized they definitely didn't listen to the podcast. Are you open to monetizing with podcast ads or interview guest spots? Yes. I'm like, oh, let's make some money. <laughs> if you're interested and have set rates, okay, please send me a rate card or media kit and we can discuss further. I don't know what either of those things are. I'm not sure if you guys do. You know how I knew this was Dylan? He wrote <laughs> with me in parentheses. <laughs> Classic Dylan. Uh, if you don't have a rate card, that's fine too. You can send me a ballpark of your average listeners per episode, and I can help you figure out industry standard rates. Also information we don't have. <laughs> yeah, there's like five of us and yeah. we all talk about it a lot. And then he also said, feel free to ask me any questions or you can book a 15 minute chat on my Calendly, which is yet another thing that I had no idea what it was. Well, but, shout out to Dylan, clearly a listener. I wonder if he liked Balsam the most. Dylan, he seems very supportive. I appreciate his positivity. I would actually like to shout out a, a new listener, uh, just our buddy Lauren, who's been listening. So shout out to Lauren. We appreciate you listening. Lauren told Lauren's a friend of my wife's, and she told my wife that she likes the podcast. And my wife was like, She's, I think she's just annoyed that I'm doing this because it's like something, you, you know, it's something I enjoy and it takes up a lot of time. So she's like, kind of <laughs> pretends to not like it. She's like, listen, I got to tell you something about the podcast. And I started freaking out like something bad had happened or <laughs> said something weird and someone heard it. She goes, Lauren told me she likes the podcast. And I was like, oh, I, I told you it's good. People will like it. <laughs> That's awesome. You know what though? And I think like if if we ask Christy right now, like podcast or hockey, we're going podcast all day. Yeah, at least we're in the house most of the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I could see that. And Lauren's got a great sense of humor. 
obviously she likes this great podcast. So thanks for listening, Lauren. Who likes this podcast is obviously cool and hilarious. So, yep. Tell all your friends. So speaking of emails, if you have any questions or any recommendations of trash plate places to check out, our email is talking trash rock at gmail.com. T A L K I N T R A S H R O C at gmail.com. And our Instagram is that same talking trash rock at talking trash rock on Instagram. Check us out. Awesome. And so now our final segment, Jamie, our peeves and our plugs. Do you have anything that you're peeved about or that you'd like to support this week? Uh, real quick. I have one of each, if that's okay. Oh, it's perfect. Um, I'm going to start with my plug. It's Netson season here in East New York. Um, I've eaten uh, a lot of ice cream in the last couple of weeks and I'm just really excited about it. Every time I go, I have like an internal struggle every time I drive home. So Netson's is a um, small uh, ice cream restaurant, like an ice cream parlor. It's at the bottom of my street. Uh, Rob is even closer to it. Rob, I think if he like stood on his roof, could see Netson's from his home. That's how you um, order, right, Rob? I could, I could throw a football and hit Netsons and I have a very weak throwing arm. So that should tell you how close it is. Every time I drive by, I look for Rob in line because there's <laughs> a very good chance that Rob is just there getting ice cream. I've gotten many a lone cone at Netsons and during one lone cone sesh, I was just sitting there in, in line by myself to get an ice cream cone. And I see like a coworker and his wife and they're like little kids and they're like, Hey Rob, what's going on? You just get an ice cream by yourself. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> pretty me much. My, me and all my friends call it a lone cone. I, I swear me and all my buddies, my good friends. Yeah. It's an inside joke. We all shared and enjoy it together. <laughs> I mean, really though, I would have to say that I'm, I get a lone cone every time I go like Pat's not super into ice cream. He's much more of a baked goods kind of person. And I have a significant internal struggle every time I drive past it. Like I have to talk my th myself <laughs> through the steps of like, you're, you know, should we get ice cream today? Are we getting, no, we're not going to get ice cream today. Like, and so my, and the only reason I go as often as I do is like the kids wear me down. Like as soon as one of them is just like, Hey mom, like we really wanted to get nuts and I'm like, that's a great idea. So did I like, let's go right now. And so like that's, you know, and picking the kids up from school too. Like I get Clara from school. She's like, mom, I think today's a perfect nuts and I'm like, I thought so too. Yes, that's great. Let's go get nuts. Jamie, you better watch where you schedule these walks around the neighborhood. You're listening to our podcast and you're cruising past the ice cream shop. That could be trouble. I it's just, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a dangerous neighborhood for, uh, for food. That's for sure. It's a very tasty neighborhood for sure. It definitely is. Um, and my peeve, I don't know if I want to say if it's a, it's a peeve, but like something that I would like further uh, to, I don't know if I want like further clarification or to talk about a little bit more. Um, the hard roll versus soft roll discussion. Ooh. Heated topic. I know like a point of contention here amongst, amongst the, the crew. Um, but for, I mean, you guys are from Andy and Robert from Buffalo. Um, and I grew up there for a long time also. Um, I think of hard roll versus soft roll in terms of Anderson sandwiches. And Andy, former Anderson's employee, mm -hmm. their hard roll was more like that roll from like Bill Gray's or um, yeah, like some I, of the other breakfast sandwiches. I think those are considered hard rolls. There are soft variants. 
And at Anderson's, the soft variant was a a much softer bread. It didn't have that crust on it and it had sesame seeds. Yeah, that was the soft sesame, which was almost more like a Burger King hamburger roll, like that kind of soft sesame. I mean, we don't really have an answer to it. I actually Googled it one week. I would just consider almost all of those things to be hard rolls. You know what I mean? The one at Village Bakery, the Evelyn, was a great example of a high quality hard roll. I don't think a hard roll necessarily has to be like glossy and like you can knock on it like that. But um, that one, Bodega, those are great hard rolls. But I still think the ones that you get at the burger places are considered the Depalos, yeah. hard rolls mm-hmm. too. But, you know, I don't, I'm not the type, we, we, dip our toe in a lot of arguments that we don't belong in on this podcast so I don't know your guess is really as good as ours it's almost like the the it's not hard but the skin is almost like the consistency the hardness of like a well-done baked potato skin like it obviously doesn't taste that way but it's kind of got a little crinkle to it it's got a little bit of it's just a little firmer it's not just super soft I guess is yeah the closest analogy I can come up with. The Kaiser roll, also called the Vienna roll or a hard roll, is a typically crusty round bread roll, originally from Austria. That's what mm. the first thing comes up as. Makes sense. So, Randy, you had something you wanted to present. Correct. Yeah, I. So I've got two plugs. Um, first one is Triano's, which is a meat market type place in Greece. Um, I was talking to some coworkers about it. I've never been there, but um, one coworker, shout out to Joe, never listens. He said (laughs) that that's his like go-to place to buy sausages. uh, And they have some really, they have specialties every week. So if you go, um, they're not going to have the same ones all the time. They had like some pork shoulder one or pork belly one that they had this week with all these different types of seasonings in it. Um, and so then other coworker, Gary, who was a guest on this, but never listens, didn't even listen to his own episode. Uh, (laughs) He went two days later and he said it was amazing. So I know we have a place out here more East, um, that does sausages and the like, but I've never tried Triano. So I'm going to try them at some point. Maybe if we all hang out, bring them to somebody's house, grow them up, we can all give them a shot. Uh, but that's supposed to be really good. Second plug, this one's for the Robster, talking about thick, memorable bacon. Oh, do I have something for you? I'm going to share my screen. And it is IHOP's new Steakhouse Premium Bacon, baby. Look at that. Five times thicker. It looks like a French toast stick from Burger King. It is so thick, so big. Rob, what do you think? It looks initially like it costs $149 on that. And I'm like, it looks like it's worth $149. That thing looks great. Yeah. I mean, if they had spelled out $1.49, it would have been better. But the power oh of gosh. punctuation. That's, yeah, so. I haven't been to IHOP in forever, but I would go there for that. For Look sure. at, at this one. So, obviously, if you're listening, you can't see it. But if you go to the IHOP website, the Steakhouse Premium BLT just has this giant, thick cut, dripping with grease bacon or, or syrup, it, I guess. Syrup? <laughs> Maybe that's syrup. But either way, it's thick. So, it looks like pork belly. 
I want to go to with Rob when he orders one piece of this bacon and <laughs> for one dollar forty nine. One hundred forty nine dollars. Oh my gosh! That's... Did you see it was sponsored by pork? <laughs> oh man, that's oh we're not pork advocates though, Ooh. so I don't know. Well, we don't. We're not allowed to like denigrate any other that's proteins, that's so <laughs> we just can't like celebrate them too heavily. I think. just noticed it was not beef. Yes, yeah. we are beef advocates. Yes. Uh, Andy, uh, those Randy, those are great shares. That my jaw was literally like a gape. I, I that looks so good. I'm gonna definitely get it. I was so excited when I saw the commercial. I'm like, oh my god, I have a real plug for the week. This is great. That is amazing. Uh, Andy, peeves and plugs. Okay, I got a quick plug and then a half a, a plug. The half plug is. Uh, Randy, you're talking about Trianos. They make their own sausages. There's a place called Skips right in Fairport where I live. They make their own sausages too. And they have a new one out that was this week. There's Iron Smoke Distillery is right in Fairport. So they have maple blueberry bourbon sausage right now. And I think I need to go buy that because it sounds good. So maybe we should have a sausage off. Costanza's too makes some crazy, they have a crazy garbage play one I heard about. Would you say that we need to have a sausage party? <laughs> hey, I'm, we're just—it's cool though because you're on the podcast, right? I, can I say that? I think so. Yeah, you can say okay. that. Cool. Yeah, I'll have a sausage party. That's right. And uh, my other plug was my my brother, my niece goes to school in Geneseo. My brother said called me. They went. To, they wanted to take her out to dinner. They're driving up to Rochester. I said, "Where should we go?" And my first suggestion that came to mind was the Gatehouse because I love that place. And that's where they went. So I'm looking forward to hearing his review. That'll be our big cliffhanger for next week. See what my brother thought of the gatehouse. And then my peeve is uh, it's a new segment that anyone can bring up at any time. Weekend food, peeves, plugs, the culinary miss of the week. And so we decided that I was going to make brownies with my sons tonight, homemade brownies, which we've done a few times, which are delicious. I love a box mix, but we wanted, we didn't have one. So we wanted to make brownies. My wife was upstairs putting some stuff away. And I just shouted to her. I was like, Hey, can I use some of your uh, fancy chocolate bars to put on the top of the brownies? Cause she had bought some for a different baking project. She said, yeah, no problem. So you know how you can like melt the chocolate on top, took it, cr- cut it up with the knife. Like you do the boys and I sprinkled it on top of our homemade brownies. We're all excited. Take them out of the oven. I kind of cut them up into pieces and I took out the spatula and I was like, oh, this delicious melted chocolate right on there. And I took a lick before I threw it in the sink and it was like glue mixed with chalk. It was 100% unsweetened cacao or whatever. (laughs) I ruined a whole sheet of brownies by sprinkling. I thought it was like fancy dark chocolate baking, but I just didn't read the logo. (laughs) It was just eating cocoa powder straight could you scrape it off like toast that's burnt or something like i did i did that on my wife's brownie and she said it was still good and i ate mine with it on there but i had a little scoop of ice cream with mine and so it you know negated the brownies and stuff but to eat that pure bite of it was (laughs) so so dry and thick it just like stuck to my tongue and i was like i had to run my tongue under the sink (laughs) what what did uh, the boys think of it andy 
they they don't get to eat their brownie until tomorrow, which was a real point of contention with my youngest son. He was not happy about the decision. Okay. They were <laughs> they came out of the oven while they were in the bathtub. So gotcha. They'll get one tomorrow. I'm guessing they will not care and they will love it. <laughs> yeah, that's my little mini peeve. The culinary miss of the week. Feel free to use that one anytime. That's a good one. And any oh, you already gave the plug. Yeah, nice. Um, my one quick plug that's not a quite a plug this is a half plug back to netson's the cinnamon bun ice cream because netson serves Perry's, they don't churn their own but the cinnamon bun you can't really find it i think i found it it's like one of those seasonal random ones that you can kind of get maybe at some wegman sometimes but i don't even really like cinnamon that much but for whatever reason the cinnamon bun ice cream is insanely good don't know why it just is gotta check it out uh, my peeve for this week is I follow this one Instagram account that shows a lot of like nature scenes and it's just like nice nature, and, but they'll, they'll always play these little short snippets of like some super rich, super good looking person, like walking through like an apartment, like a luxury apartment or an amazing house or a great hotel room. And they're playing some annoying music. And it's just like, they're just scanning all over the place. And it's always like eight seconds long. And for whatever reason, every time I see one of those videos, I get so just ticked off because they're just Peeve? these, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm cheesed. I'm peeved. I'm mad. I don't know. Just there's such like, it just seems so pretentious and they're such like elitists. I just hate, I hate it. So, and I might stop following the account, even though you get a lot of great nature scenes. I'm like, you know what? I'm done. I can't deal with this anymore. So I'm not going to I hope their social media manager is a listener of this podcast. <laughs> laid out like this. Highly likely. Guess what? I didn't say what it was called, but uh, so that's my peeve. It's a really stupid one, but it definitely just irritates me. And my plug is I love it. I'm just plugging comment sections on like YouTube videos where people are trying to like teach you something because you just, or even Amazon reviews, because you get to read people's really specific information and like their hot takes on how somebody's like seasoning a cast iron skillet. And it's like, well, no, I do this method and blah, blah. And I just love getting, like, I could just read reviews and comments for hours and just getting into them, especially the cast iron community. They are <laughs> incredible. Like they'll, they'll buy, you know, you get the lodge, like the classic lodge brand cast iron skillet. Like they'll buy one. It comes pre-seasoned. And I watched this video, this guy, he immediately stripped off the factory seasoning, which is there to help <gasps> you. He throws it in the oven for like several hours in the cleaning cycle. Then he takes it out and uses like a special wire thing on a drill to like grind it down smoother and then he does this special wash and then he seasons it himself from there. And I just recently bought a cast iron griddle and I watched the video. I'm like, should I do what this crazy dude does? Like I didn't, uh, but I was so tempted to do it. And, and part of me is like, you could always strip it back down if you want. If, it, if I don't like the seasoning now, maybe I should follow this guy's advice. It looks insane, but kind of Why awesome. didn't he just forge his own? Like it, it, after all of those steps and like to purchase that and like, it's not sounds like someone's been watching forged in fire with her husband <laughs> yeah. did i give myself away <laughs> <laughs> yes you did uh it was actually 
it didn't, the way I described it sounds insane, but then I was, I was looking for a bunch of like haters. Who's like, this is a terrible idea. And in his comments, they were all positive. Everyone's like, this is the greatest idea. And then I'm like, maybe I should really do it. Don't they just sell unseasoned ones? So it'll, it'll rust. So cast iron is very much like carbon steel in that. I mean, they're basically like almost the same thing. But if, if they're not coated in something, they'll just rust in like a warehouse just from yeah. just from exposure. So the main reason they preseason like lodge cast iron stuff is to keep it from rusting, but also to help you. Now, when you buy a preseason skillet, you've got to still season it yourself a couple of times. But with the carbon steel, it, it'll look just like regular iron, but it's coated in either like uh, some sort of a chemical coating that you have to totally take off or in beeswax, which you also have to kind of totally take off. And it's it's a little bit of work to get that, that coating off before you season it yourself. But. I think I've been hanging out with Rob too much because I've been getting advertisements for carbon steel pans on like my social media. I have several and I definitely don't need any more. And I'm always like, Oh, new, new carbon. Well, Mason's got a new offering. That's a pretty good price. I mean, like, I just, I'm so tempted to just read reviews of <laughs> read pan reviews. You know, I love it. We need, you need to get, we need to get you someone to spend more time with or something. Nope. I, just... I love this, Rob. Keep <laughs> on, keep on searching. I think you could put your two P your, first of all, why was the uh, cinnamon cake? A half a, a half a plug. That seemed like a full plug to me. Well, I felt bad that I had like multiple plugs. It didn't feel too bad. So the other no, I question, I, the other question I had was uh, you could put your peeve and plug together, Rob, and you could, you could be the commenter on the Instagram accounts that really make you mad. And then you would provide entertainment for other people who loves, who also loved reading comments. Well, Rob's got a cast iron burner account for sure. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> iron guy, four, five, three, two. Four. <laughs> uh, so that's, uh, that was our review of uh, Balsam versus Village Bakery. It was Congratulations to Balsam Bagels. Moving on to the finals of the breakfast sandwich showdown for a to-be-determined finalist against them. Yeah, and we still have to go buy the trophy for the winner. and That we'll hand deliver that the people will be like, what is this? Yes, I was going to say, like, this exactly. is absolutely getting delivered in like a very ceremonious fashion to a bunch of unknowing... Listen, hourly the top wait, 17 food contest podcast in this city mm-hmm. yes. yep. <laughs> so jamie thank you so much for being on the pod this, this was, was so fun thank you so much i'm just i'm so happy to do this we'll have to have you on for a, just a, a restaurant or maybe the brewery food one or oh yeah 200 brewery yeah. and food sorry, that's like chris. totally up my alley sorry couldn't be on chris we love you e- Chris, you'll be on again. We all know it. Hey, brother. (laughs) Well, that about does it for this week. Keep eating and talking trash. Trash talking about plates from the rock that we ate. Ones we love, ones we hate. Some are good, some are great. One meat, two sides, hot sauce. We're your guides, Rob, Andy, and Randy, and sometimes a guest. Guys, so fun. Jamie, that was so nice. Yeah, that was great.